Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. Gents, it's 2023. Like yeah. like many of you, we uh it's it's been a, a wonderful interesting year and we're all surrounded by lists and like I don't know, do you guys do New Year's resolutions anyway? Is that a thing? Nah. Yeah, my mine are timeless, so I use the ones from last year. So <laughs> Wait, well <laughs> quit what smoking. Were you, again. Yeah, what were your ones from last year, Derek? Well, honestly, my, my New Year's resolution last year was to lose 10 pounds, and I did not do that. But again, my resolutions are timeless, so I will do that this year. <laughs> Wait, you, you can't lose weight. You can't lose or gain weight because you have, like, you got a bunch of bespoke clothes. Can't do it. I mean, everyone, I mean, I, I think I could, I could lose 10 pounds and it would be fine. It just, you know, you, you tighten the belt a little bit, but uh, yeah. Huh. I'd like to lose 10 pounds. All right. Well, there, there you have it. Um, but like the big thing, the year in review, this is, this is the, the point of this discussion um, yes. and kind of figuring out what happened, what went well. So biggest thing, I, we'll, we'll kind of go through and go around like sartorially. Derek, you always are kind of like vision casting about things and brands that you're into, you know, from calling out western wear yeehaw stuff work wear what did you think would happen that you were wrong about well when you asked that question when you pitched it to rob and i in the list um i think the thing that came to mind is not really so much about trends but about the industry i honestly thought that um uh we would see a larger collapse in tailoring and because after the pandemic and everything moved to uh, work from home and there was lockdowns, there mm-hmm. was so much editorializing on like how this would change, you know, our entire economy. And there's so much about the, you know, the death of tailored clothing and yeah, the suit is uh, dead. The New York yeah, Times, yeah. yeah. The you know, New York Times wrote that, that article, sweatpants forever, et cetera. Et cetera. And <laughs> um, when, Things started to reopen in, I think it was the summer of 2022. Um, I checked in with tailors and they actually had a huge boom in orders. And it was because of people uh, catching up on all of the, um, oh, 2021. It was reopening, summer of 2021. Yeah. Um, It was catching up on the huge boom of orders for delayed summers, uh, summer weddings. Um, So all of the, all the summer, winter, and spring weddings all got collapsed into a small period. So everyone was, was catching up on their weddings and tailors were struggling to keep up. So I saw that happen in 2021 and then 2022, there was still a little bit of that. And I really thought, honestly, that like by the end of 2022, you'd really see a huge slowdown because, you know, like people are not going to be ordering summer wedding or wedding suits forever. 
Yeah. And I thought that there would be a huge decline because, you know, people, a lot of people I know have not, they've returned to the office, but they are, they have not returned in the way they were pre-pandemic. They may only go to the office two or three days a week. Right. So, um, so I thought, I didn't think that that would mean the collapse of all tailoring, but I, in my view, tailoring, the tailoring market segmented between like the kind of like big clients who shop at like Huntsman and they are just like buying tons of suits. And then mm-hmm. they're like enthusiasts and there are people who are getting wedding suits. There are all these different clients. And I figured somewhere in this market, there would be a collapse, but I not only haven't seen it, but every time I talk to a tailor, they tell me like, business is really, really good still, even in at, by the end of 2022, which is really surprising to me. So I think that what, what, uh, what surprised me is really just the resiliency of, of custom tailoring so far. I think the ready to wear stuff has shrunk, you know. I thought more people would move into ready to wear and fewer people get custom suits, but custom tailoring so far has been pretty resilient across all the markets that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked to a handful of bespoke tailors that I know and they, they've had the best year ever. I mean, like many people when, when COVID hit and lockdown and all that stuff, I mean, the same story, it was a nail biter. You didn't really know a lot of uncertainty, et cetera, but everyone's booming now. And if a few tailors I know they're like, "Hey, we're not we're not taking any new clients for for 2023." Which means they're yeah. they they have so much backlog and so much If you think about that too, if if there's no new clients, in most cases, that means very little um you know, reordering. You you only hope that if you're right. a bespoke tailor or something like that, you know, someone might order a sport coat a year or a suit a year. So that means that their cash situation <laughs> in most cases is so good that they, you know, they're going to, they're fine. Like it's, it's mind boggling to me. Like people like, like Corcos, who's a Florentine, a Japanese Florentine tailor is based out of Florence. He's like books, the books are closed. I mean, that's, yeah. that's incredible. Uh, and, and people, and you know, a lot of people still want to get an in to get, a jacket made, uh, or you, or yeah, get something I, I made. tried and to, he's, yeah, I tried to get him out to San Francisco and he said, he just, he can't take on any more orders. Yeah, um, that's crazy. I mean, it's good for so, him. It's great. Know. Right. Congratulations. But that's, yeah. that is, that's, I don't think what many people predicted. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, what Rob, about, about you? you? Um, you know, I don't think I, I don't think I have any predictions for the year. Um, I did uh, just on the tailoring topic. I couldn't imagine tailoring in my future, but actually, just because of life circumstances, I ended up kind of going in that direction. So, um, yeah, I guess I, I would have been with you that I really thought that was going to be a declining market. But that's a good point about the uh, the wedding bubble. <laughs> did you go in the direction willingly? Was this like? You oh, yeah, didn't want yeah. to get suits, or you were like, "F it, I'm it's it's time." Yeah, I mean, there's two 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 kind of factors. One is that I changed my look up a little bit, so I look even more like a 25 year old. Um, but, Wait, hold on, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I've got this like kind of emo haircut. Um, I it's it's a part on the glasses side. forever. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You got rid of your glasses forever? Oh yeah, I got laser surgery. Did I? Did we not talk about oh, this? Wow. Maybe. 
No, we didn't. Well. No, we would. I, I would have. I would have had more of a conversation of you getting lasers in your fucking eyes. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> that part was like, oh my god. <laughs> what we, I was just sitting there smelling my eyeballs frying, um, thinking like, oh, okay. Um, You're awake the whole time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't have the uh, the LASIK thing, which is super freaky, but uh, it was freaky enough for me. Uh, but I'm really glad I did it. Um, so the point is I've always looked young now I really, really look young. So just professionally, I kind of try to dress more appropriately and I've been spending more time visibly in the public eye because of my, you know, volunteering with politics and everything. So, um, you know, I'm doing the, the whole, like, you know, dressed respectably thing. Uh, but it's kind of fun. I mean, it's something I haven't really done that much for probably 20 years. So. Okay, um, let's let's unpack this a tiny bit. Oh you said it's kind of fun. It's kind of what, fun, yeah. What as as a fellow John's enthusiast who's owned every brand under the sun and done a lot of experimenting, experimenting, and what what has attracted you about wearing suits for for people that's quite boring? Oh, what, what um, makes it I mean, fun? I don't know. I'm actually going to be wearing a suit for the very first time. This weekend, because this weekend is our holiday, my company holiday party. Um, so actually, I haven't worn a, like a kind of normal suit suit in like years and years and years. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like hanging out with you guys. I think I have a more of an appreciation of like sort of what the purpose is. And I think reading, Derek, what you've written about, you know, this idea of like, you know, you really shape your body. Like the point of suiting is to like impart some sort of silhouette, like depending on, you know, what you want your look to, uh, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And that gives me a kind of window in which to think about all these little minute adjustments that before were just kind of like, uh, like they're kind of like options. Um, I didn't really understand what the meaning was and it was kind of cool. So like, you know, I, I think I have a lot to learn, but, you know, sitting for my own bespoke fitting, um, I get to ask all the questions I want. So, you know, we talk through like, what are the ramifications of making this change versus that change? Um, so I'm, I'm always interested in learning more and, um, you know, looking sharp, I suppose when I want to. That's awesome. I'm, I'm super happy for you. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not an, really, really cool. Yeah. It's not an inexpensive hobby. I would say actually all of the things I've picked up from hanging around with you guys, um, are really problematic from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's yeah, what we're no, all here for. Uh, <laughs> it's um, I th- yeah, I mean, I I still love tailoring. It's I mean, it's uh, it's still kind of the core of my interest in clothes, and that's so cool that you know uh, that you took the dive last in this past year. What? So wait, you got how many suits did you get? Uh, one. We're gonna see how that goes and see what I can learn from the experience. Yeah, that that's smart. I just got a new suit. Well, I, I don't want to get us too far off topic, but I got a new mm. suit and I put it on. And um, the compliments. Where's the suit from? Uh, I, I got a suit from Monroe, actually. The Atelier Monroe guys. And then I did get my my uh, Jay Muser sport coat. Um, Wait, Atelier Monroe? What is Atelier Monroe? Atelier Monroe, um, they are... I mean, they're not an Atelier. I'll put it that way. But Monroe is uh, Monroe tailoring. They're basically the backbone of the majority of a lot of online companies that do tailoring. Like they, they, 
they're almost like a, a company that is like a software company and a production company. And Monroe tailoring was the back was the backbone of all of this stuff in how people like make their orders. Uh, in the sense that um, instead of writing something on a note card and m- sending it to whatever tailor or factory, like there's, they created like a standardization of this stuff. And then Atelier Monroe kind of got launched from uh, Monroe like production. I don't know the exact name, but like Monroe tailoring and started letting, you know, basically started letting people order their own custom stuff, but they also have a ton of ready to wear. And um, they started doing these, you know, Monroe houses around. They're, they're based out of Amsterdam. Um, but there's, you know, there's one in Toronto. There's one in New York. There's, you know, they're opening up another one. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of like going all over the place. And hmm. this, I, I'm not a, a, a suit supply guy, but they're like a much, much, much more elevated, higher end suit supply experience. Like there's not, you're not going to find half naked women um, like on the walls with some like bizarro advertising. Like this is all, you know, it looks a little like Laura Piana, a little Cuccinelli. It's like extremely, you know, chic. Uh, I mean, it's, it's is it gauche. Is it gauche for me to ask how much, what's the starting price for a suit? Yeah, no, it's, uh, no, it's not. I'll tell you whatever you want. It's uh, I like you're looking at around like two, two grand depends on the fabric, maybe 2,500 uh, for stuff. Is that made to measure? Uh, It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not true bespoke, right? Like, there's not a pattern made. There's no paper pattern that was cut. And like, there's Jeremy Kirkland's hanging silhouette and over there. You know, it's not like Anderson Shepard bespoke, but it is. It's, I would say, it's like a hybrid of the two, into which they're how, they are able to alter everything. Like, how many fittings? Uh, just two. Um, so you know, I mean, it, fitting and then final fitting. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's, you can do, like, I'm air quoting, like, the made-to-measure experience from them, if you want, uh, into which it's literally just, like, measure you and then you receive delivery, uh, if you really wanted. Because, you know, they can do, like, knitwear and and they do, like, their own version of, like, an icer coat, uh, a top coat. Um, but you can change everything. The the all, My only criticism against it is I think most, and this is what their salespeople do. This is not an ad, by the way. Like, is, is there, when you have every option in front of you, you get like, like option paralysis and you don't really know what to choose. And so you have people that order stuff where like, I've seen like custom orders of like stuff on like Instagram, but what people order, I'm like, dude, that's shit's trash. Like you should not, I'm sure the quality of the, it's, it's great, but it's like, you look like an, you look like a carnival character, you know? You shouldn't have chosen Um, those details. Yeah, it's Part like of the service of custom yeah. tailoring should be that the fitter or the the cutter guides you towards better choices and f- quite frankly gently stops you from doing bad things. Exactly. Uh, I think that is like that is a huge part of the service. They should be helping you uh choose things that are sensible, but many places do not do that. Yeah, I mean th- these these folks did you know, I mean, they were like, hey, I would do this. I would do this. But I, I've, I mean, I've ordered enough stuff that I've, my opinion's quite strong, excuse me, on what, on what I want. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm, there's no argument. I'm just like, this is it. They're like, what do you want? I was like, yeah. I want, you know, a pocket here. They're like, well, but you could do this. You could, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want a fucking ticket pocket. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. um, 
but yeah, no, I got that. I got, I got the Jam user jacket, which is freaking flawless. Um, that is based after a pattern that they already made for me. And, you know, so that, that wasn't as many fittings because I think it's like the second or third thing I got from him. Um, and going back to Monroe, I think uh, yeah. you interviewed, was it Yachim? Is that his name? Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's funny enough. He's the pod on Monday. Uh, Joachim. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, that dude's cool as fuck. I mean, he is, it's funny because it's like, this guy should never work in clothes because he's just like such a genius on all these other things. And like the fact that he is working in clothes is actually like the most exciting thing for me because I mean, in, in terms of talking to him, because his just his mindset is just like all over the place. Um, very, very fascinating individual. Um, so it'll it'll be good. You know, I mean, English isn't his first language, but, you know, he, he sounds fine. It's good. So. Yeah. But, so just uh, wrapping up the year end thing. Yeah. Sorry. You, no, no. Like a year ago, I think um, I remember talking about this with. Um, both of you and I kind of was really pressing Derek for his prediction and I do remember the uh, the yeehaw thing um, mm-hmm. did that actually happen though I feel like I really have no idea but I kind of feel like it did you know I um, this is not throwing shade at throwing fits or the GQ guys or anything but I, I read a bunch of like read and heard a bunch of like trend roundups mm-hmm. and half of them I was like I don't I, I think you're lying I don't think anyone did that like <laughs> Jorts and, and Asics friends, yeah. and all that stuff. And I'm like, I I know there was like a, a jammed release with Asics and I I I just don't I don't I don't believe any of this stuff. But I do think that there is more interest in Western wear than there has been in the last ten years, let's say. Where like bootcut jeans used to be the shorthand. That was like the lazy thing to say, like you know, j- just don't wear bootcut jeans. Now people are, I see a lot of people, uh, at least in the kind of like menswear world, wearing bootcut jeans, uh, Western shirts. I mean, even, uh, you know, I'm Simon Crompton over at Permanent Style. You know, he's not um, an early adopter in terms of trends or anything, but even he's wearing Western shirts. Um, I think I see more Western elements coming back. He also did like a post on on cowboy boots uh, but i see even across the spectrum of like streetwear guys um getting interested in cowboy boots and and things like that i think there's more interest in it but a lot of the trends that i saw being rounded up this was the first year where i feel we are more trend free than before um because i don't think there were any like real dominant trends it, it wasn't like the like, you know, it wasn't like the the time that everyone wore, you know, double riders. I, I think the only right. ubiquitous wardrobe item I see now are char coats, but that's been going on for a couple of years. Yeah, I think the yeehaw thing, it it, I think it's just because like how we interact with media in general now is like very quick, and so when we're interacting with all of the, you know, it, it felt like at one point everyone was obsessed with Wythe and obsessed with Yeehaw stuff and was obsessed with all that. And then, you know, of course someone else wants to come in and try to connect and be the source. And then people are ripping fits from nineties thing and then eighties thing. And then here's a Paul Newman thing. And then here's a, this, and like people are trying to just go as deep as they can. But I didn't think 
you know, outside of brands like Wythe, which is, I mean, it's great and he appears to be doing really well. Like, I didn't see it kind of go everywhere, but I think like it'll be interesting to see it roll out over the next few years because, I mean, trends still move relatively slow when you think of how things kind of dissipate from the coast for better or for worse, right? I mean, I think there's still a lot of people who are who are wearing that kind of stuff. But the interesting thing is it's a lot of the stuff that people in, say, like the Midwest or the West are like, I don't want to look like my my grandpa who sucks, you know, or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if you, you know, it's not like something like totally new. I mean, because you remember when like workwear stuff was happening eons ago, people were like, why want to hear the rest? Listen to the full episode and many more other exclusive episodes over on our Patreon. Visit patreon.com forward slash Blamo to sign up and join the Blam fam. You also get access to our exclusive members only Slack group where we chat about this and a ton of other things. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Blamo and we'll see you there.